Abby Logan, how are you this fine afternoon? I am well, thank you. Very well. How are you? I am all good. Um, so you are, I guess your job title is a musical theatre teacher, or are you just like a hodgepodge of everything yeah. at the same time? I am jack of all trades. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say kind of under the level of musical theatre, branching out into kind of the creative world. So um, yeah, I suppose whatever you want to book me for, I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) My email is here. Anyway. um, Yes. (laughs) um, As with every person who is in the musical theatre space, um, I'm assuming years and years ago, you went to a musical theatre show and got the bug from there. Was that the sort of thing that happened? Kind of. Yeah. So my um, when I was born, my uh, mum was friends with a principal of a dance school and she wrote in my card that was like addressed to my mum and dad saying like, welcome Abby to the world. And she wrote, I've booked her in for ballet lessons starting <laughs> in 2000. <laughs> okay. So it was like immediately um I started um off in dance and I always did dance when I was younger I didn't really do much like MT until I was a bit older sure um and then yeah like you said I like saw shows and things but because I'm from Dorset yeah originally it's kind of like there's not a huge MT scene here no obviously we'd go to like Southampton or like go to like the pavilion in Bournemouth and things like that yeah um but like other than that I just loved dance and always did I started my time off as like a little ballerina Uh loved all of that tougher modern and um yeah and then it just kind of went from there really okay so do you remember the first show you saw just generally like whether it might be musical theater or just generally yeah I remember um I went to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang um, when I was that was probably one of the first like musicals I saw um, I remember being like mesmerized <laughs> by obviously all of the amazing contraptions of the car and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but when I was really young, we used to see like, um, I lived like near a really local little theater and there used to be ballet companies that used to come around. So that's probably my like earliest memories is like watching ballet. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, as I got older, I ended up getting more into like the MT side of things. Oh, okay. So the professional term is MT, is it? Well, musical theatre, abbreviated to MT, yeah. <laughs> and so, considering you had ballet lessons and dance lessons from when you were a kid and then sort of spiralled into there, when did you realise that you wanted to be involved in the whole MT scene or dance or in that area of speciality? Is that the way? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, I don't know, I'd always loved it. I ended up being that kid that was like at dance probably like six days a week um and both my teachers like were the most supportive amazing people and I owe so much to them um and I think it was never really like a one moment I was like oh my god I'm gonna be this is what I'm gonna do it was kind of just like my whole training just amalgamated to that kind of place and I remember when I was probably about 12 or 13 and we just started having a singing teacher okay. come into our kind of like, because we used to be very much a dance school and then it became yeah. a performing arts school. Okay. I was about 12 or 13 and we sang um, Find Me Somebody to Love. And the girl that was meant to be singing the solo in it 
for some reason couldn't do the show or something and I ended up stepping in and it was like the first time I'd ever sung on stage <laughs> in front of anyone yeah. um and from there I just kind of like it spiraled I then went to like a couple of like the summer school camp type things and just loved the idea of like being in the city and um being a part of it I guess but there wasn't really a moment it was just kind of like I felt like majority of my childhood was kind of like leading up to it <laughs> sure so which school was this um so I trained at Lane Theatre Arts was like my proper training but then before sure. that my um, local dance school is just called Footlight Performance Academy sure um and it's actually like at the local community center um and I was there from when I was about two and a half till I was 18 okay so you were there when you were at Corf as well just on the side sort of thing yeah we are both alumni of Corf Hills which still is incredibly scary <laughs> well they don't really have a musical theatre department but they have Miss Penny more or less isn't yes it? <laughs> and Miss Bailey as well so I assume that you were involved in every school show at the lighthouse and in the school hall I and... was yeah I was a massive drama kid but I actually never did their shows because you didn't yeah, do the, the shows okay. shows used to clash I used to do the pantomime at the Tivoli oh so gotcha. I was okay. never allowed to do both because the rehearsals always clashed with each other okay um so yeah I wasn't in that kind of like the MT like uh, musicals although always all of my like drama kid friends were yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But I was very much, very heavily involved in Rock Challenge. That was my, like, Corfe Hills experience. That was going to be the next thing I was going to mention, because just from living in the music block of the sixth form, everyone's either doing Rock Challenge or doing a show, and I was aware of what it was and everything else. Is it quite a, like a local dance competition, or is it quite a big one? It's huge, like, across the UK. Yeah. Um, so we used to go and compete at, the pavilion and that was all kind of like that was like your southern like you get like regionals and then if you did well in the regionals then you'd go to like the nationals um and we got to whilst I was there we got to the nationals twice Sweet. um and once whilst I was choreographing so I was very happy with that very nice um but yeah no rock challenge was like our life I mean we joke about it now I'm still friends with sort of um a couple of my friends are from mm -hmm the drama club and um yeah we joke about it now it's just one of those things that we were like so intensely like passionate about at school yeah um became very much took over our lives but some of my like <laughs> best <laughs> memories were formed at those days so yeah so you mentioned how you were a the a choreographer of one of them yeah so when you got to um upper sixth you could like I remember I had to write like an essay on like why I thought I should be choreographer and like what your sure. like idea because you had to create like a theme yeah. for the piece. So um, I, yeah, I think it was me and I, I think it was four other in my year at the time um, and you could like put your name forward and, and it was down to uh, Miss Finney mm -hmm. and Miss Bailey um, as to who kind of then, you know, got the, got the role. Um, and yeah, I was really lucky enough that they liked what I'd come up with and um, yeah, enjoyed sort of creating that piece. Though how the heck do you go from, I guess, having a theme on paper to creating a whole routine and not just the routine, scenery to a certain extent and like costumes and how does that all come together? It, hopefully it's like a group thing and not just, there you go, Abby, sort it. <laughs> See you in three months. Yeah. No, I owe a lot of my, like, what came together to my wonderful friends at the time. So Anthony, I remember being sat um, in his room over the summer once I'd found out 
that I was going to be choreographer and we were like playing playlists worth of music <laughs> of like cinematic like it was always like so much drama in these like pieces that we create mm. um so he was a massive help I had um my wonderful friend Fran Francesca Whittle she was on costume and I remember she like just came to me with all these ideas and we'd just like be sat for hours like coming up with different pieces so it was definitely not a one-man band it was a hundred percent down to and like even down to like the cast and everything like I think we normally had about 50 or 60 people involved in it and like you'd have obviously I'd have like certain ideas but then they bring their ideas and the cast is so involved in kind of like creating the whole feel of it as well so yeah it was 100% a massive group effort yeah and I guess with those sorts of things you see people at their best and at their worst it was on extent so that must be quite a bonding experience yeah well I think I owe my my long-lasting friendship with (laughs) people probably to rock challenge (laughs) yeah absolutely um you mentioned how you went to lane performing arts yes so was that always the plan to go there like you had a specific um I wanted to go there because from being friends with Anthony as well, like he went to Arts Ed. Yeah. So was that like, I want to go there because of this course? I, well, essentially you have to audition to go to these places. So um, I auditioned, I think, for about five or six schools. And my dance teachers um, always told me, you're a laney, you're a laney, you're, you're <laughs> definitely, you're meant to go to lane. Sure. And typical like teenage me was like, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm different. <laughs> um, and I, I actually had my heart set on going somewhere else. Um, but I went to the lane um, audition. I think it was maybe my last audition or my second to last one. And I remember falling in love with it the day I was there. Um, and I remember being so weird when you think back to it, but I like called my mum and I remember walking on the high street past the Greggs that was on Epsom High Street. Yeah. And being like, oh my gosh, I really want to go there. I've absolutely loved my day and this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then obviously you have to wait and see whether they offer you to go there. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough that they offered me and on a full Dada as well, which mm. was a huge reason why, because these places are so expensive to go to. So that was a massive factor in it as well. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's always been one of those places that I think its reputation kind of it sees itself. Um, and yeah, I just remember feeling so lucky and passionate about it and on the day. And I think that was kind of like the telltale sign that I wanted to go there. That's cool. And so it's weird because when you leave secondary school the big kids and there's like a small bunch of people who are good at this good at that that sort of thing and obviously when you go to a stage school everyone is probably very very good yes (laughs) so was that a mental adjustment that you had to deal with yeah hugely I think like you go especially being in Dorset such a little small little pond so it's kind of like um I'd be in classes with people that I remember feeling when you first go you feel quite intimidated by it like people that have been kid stars in like West End and Matilda and been in Chitty and been in this and been in that and and I think it you've kind of I kind of was very grateful for some certain teachers at Lane um specifically one man called Anthony Cranwell who he just one was terrifying but equally (laughs) (laughs) he always just like said just remain humble and just keep your head down and just work hard and I think I took that very early on as like absolute mantra and I think that was a huge part of how I kind of like 
dealt with all of that just I was like you know I got my place here just as much as these people did Mm, and just like I think when you're in your first year a lot of colleges and stuff like their first thing is to strip you all back to kind of like basics and all take you all back to the same level and I think that's a great way for you all to just like then build into what they how they want you to work and how they want you to be so I think I just very much took that keep your head down and work hard and I just wanted to be a bit of a sponge to everything that I could take in and and um yeah I think that was the best piece of advice I got as to kind of dealing with that mental capacity of like okay there's some awesome you know accolades and amazing things that people have done but equally I'm here to work hard and get my training yeah again coming from someone that vaguely from friends on tv so social basically prepares you to be a triple threat with dancing singing and acting the dancing you've got down with the rock challenge and Mm. how was it acting and singing at that point were they fairly on the same level or was it just a case of trying to keep everything at the same level yeah well different colleges sometimes tend to specialize in certain things so like lane is a bit kind of known as a more dancing musical theater space or it was when I was there I think now it's kind of balanced itself out a little bit more um but so in that case it suited me really well because dance was definitely your more heavily timetabled um lesson but I think for me again like it just it's I think I owe a lot to like how things just kind of fell into place I had an amazing singing teacher who got me through all my three years um a guy called Luke Osborne and um Whilst I'd done a bit of singing before I'd gone to Lane, um, I'd never really had a huge amount of like technique kind of taught. I just kind of just sang and like (laughs) just kind of like tried to get through it. And I had a singing teacher before I went to Lane for a little bit. um, And she kind of tried to crash course me before I went to Lane in lots of different things. But um, I, I, he sort of said to me, work on your weaknesses rather than always working on your strengths and I think that was like a huge part of it was that I then really fell in love with learning singing because it was like something new to me it was something I hadn't really gone into that much depth about and again just like wanted to be a sponge to all the information that I could be um and I think that kind of meant that it balanced itself out um and again, like this similar way that they kind of work with stripping you back down to basics in your first year, that then means that any like bad habits you had or anything that you didn't quite know, you've got to build that so that by the time you get into your second and third year, you're ready to kind of like really, really meet into it. So um, yeah, I'd say I definitely went as like, how they say it, like a dancer singer. Um, but I'd say I came out with all three kind of in their in their kind of like balance ish <laughs> being in stage school you do shows at the end of the year so lane was a little bit different in how they did things so like our end of year show was like a almost like a variety show okay so like it was like loads of different uh, pieces okay, gotcha. put together some were dance some were singing some were both um so we didn't do like a big musical at the end sure. but we did do musicals within the term so like in my second year, we did Sister Act. Um, in my third year, we did Into the Woods. Um, and so those were kind of, but they were like in-house production. Yeah. So they were quite small scale, yeah. but again, like really lovely experiences. But yeah, so of our big end of year shows um, were always kind of like more of a pieces yeah. then put together and amalgamated into a 
into a show. Sure. And so just to get my timings right, so you graduated, it must have been... T- I graduated 2019, 2019 yeah. 2019. Okay. So I asked my previous guest, who also went to Caulfield's, the same thing. So how do you graduate and then try and take what you graduated with, you got the certificate, and then go into the big wide world of trying to make it happen (laughs) use your degree more or less yeah use your degree and make it happen yeah I was lucky enough that um so our end of year shows you're allowed to have like agents and things come along um and I was lucky enough to get signed by an agent from that um and then from there it's just audition 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 I think yeah um until we hit yeah until we hit (laughs) covid which was obviously about eight months later yes um it was yeah it was a bit relentless um and it's really difficult because it's a strange industry it's like there's no rhyme or reason a lot of the time as to why you get or don't get certain things and so um yeah it's kind of using trying to use your skills as much as you can but at the end of the day if you're not right for the part or you're not right for the job then you're you're not or if there's somebody else that's maybe got something, you know, it's 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 a weird, it's a really weird industry, um, and yeah, I think it was difficult at first, kind of getting used to it. But I think eventually auditions and things kind of become a bit of a second nature, and you just get on with it and just try and yeah. use your skills as much as you can. Yeah. And so then you mentioned the old pandemic. Yes. And obviously um, it wasn't the best thing for the musical theatre industry. So um, how was it for you? Did you just, yeah, I've got some time on my hands. Let's make a dance troupe or <laughs> how did you um, make the most of it? Yeah, I think at the start, like most of us, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll just ride it out. Yeah. Um, I went and stayed with my uncle and auntie because I've got two younger cousins. So I helped like homeschool them okay, cool. for a bit. Um, so it was like quite chilled at the start. And then I think it definitely took its toll, um, 100%. But I think I now when you look back in hindsight, <laughs> in the weird ways that life works, it was probably the the best thing best thing (laughs) not the best thing well not the best best thing thing. but yeah 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 um my partner and I um created when we I can't even remember when we were coming out (laughs) or going in or what what point of COVID it was but we created um just that a little dance film yeah literally with some friends Mm -hmm. um on top of a car park um and it was just something to do yeah something to kind of like tie us over keep our brains working something yeah. to entertain ourselves with and just put it out there and people loved it um and my partner was very much the driving force in that he's really creative and um and he kind of really like pushed the pedal down on that and then mm-hmm. from there it kind of snowballed we were like oh that was fun like let's do another one um and i think now since then under flight we've done 10 pieces um and it's yeah it just kind of escalated into kind of the nice community of people and um I think if we hadn't had that moment of being slowed down and being absolutely bored shitless (laughs) (laughs) wanting something to do then we probably wouldn't have done it so um in a really strange way I kind of owe that to that point in our lives where we had to slow down 
and that's meant that I've then been able to show what work I can do and how I Absolutely. you know what I can create and that's led on to the opportunities that I've had now so yeah um yeah in a really weird way to say I am grateful for that time hello just interrupting this episode to ask you a quick favor if you like what you're listening to give it a rating leave a review and subscribe to the podcast feed it helps more than you could imagine now back to the episode yeah because as a result you've sort of got this accidental portfolio exactly so the first one you did was just with friends and that sort of thing so then was it just a case of you just put a video online and people just saw it i'm like that looks cool yeah so i think um we did kind of like two pieces that were just for the fun of it um and then we did one which was called unskilled which we kind of always refer to as our like little breakthrough moment yeah yeah. because we got funding from new adventures so okay cameron works for new adventures oh cool um and so we applied to them they were doing a kind of like creative development scheme so we applied to them our idea what we wanted to do and kind of worked closely with them on creating something um but we had to do it all outside because we weren't allowed to be inside um and i remember it was like this horrible miserable rainy day (laughs) outside london bridge yeah um but well there are worse places to do it (laughs) yeah very true very true um (laughs) and yeah so we created that um and that was kind of like our first biggest scale thing like we had a lighting designer involved and um i remember Cameron had to my partner Cameron had to <laughs> go into this like underground security thing so that we could film at um basically you know where the mayor's like offices by London Bridge the big weird shaped building and there's like that little amphitheater type space outside that um yeah. and we wanted to film out there but literally everywhere in London you have to pay to have some kind of permit to film mm, yeah. it's a bit ridiculous um but yeah he went into some weird like underground security place it was all really strange but that was kind (laughs) of like our first like breakthrough moment and then from there once everything kind of started to chill out um, pandemic wise we then held um, almost like company class Um, and it was literally just like we were like let's just try it out and again Mm -hmm. like lots of the people that came were like friends of ours or people that we'd known through college or Mm -hmm. things like that Um, and we just intended on doing a class and then we were like this looks sick like (laughs) is anyone free tomorrow let's go and let's go and like film this properly yeah and that was our first kind of like taste of doing a class and then filming the next day Um, And we did that a couple more times and that's why we kind of created Take Flight, which is like what we call our kind of like class-based filming situations. Um, And I think it literally is just like a little bit power of social media. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Like people seeing, like we've always been really proud of the content that we make being really high quality and we never want to put anything out there that's not. Yeah. Um, And like kind of this like space where you're creating like MT like using mt music and mt tracks but mm-hmm. making it more kind of like dance focused and yeah. creating storylines and things like that is what we've always loved to do so um yeah we just kind of it spiraled from there into just creating um our tape flight workshops which people loved and really enjoyed and yeah. we pride ourselves on creating a really nice community um, yeah. and just love the vibes in the class and it's always such good people that we have along so yeah Obviously, choreographing the dance, I'm sure, 
it's fine because you know how to do it but do you have to take into considerations with filming it being able to like get the right angles do you have to take that into consideration when building the dance routine with the cameras involved so then to the person trying to film that you don't kick his head or something like that yeah yeah exactly well (laughs) I think um, again it was like a learn on the job situation so um, I owe a lot of that to, we worked with um, the amazing Reese who works with Silver Cactus Productions. He okay. filmed our first, um, our first like piece that we created and we were literally like, what do you need us to do? Yeah. Because it was completely new world to us. Neither of us had ever done anything like that before. And sure. Reese was just amazing. He was like, oh no, let's try it from this angle. Let's do this. Let's kind of take this again. And him and I really created a lovely relationship where, yeah. Um, I'd, we sort of worked really closely with each other and he was just a, a massive sort of like driving force behind that all stuff whilst we were kind of figuring it out as well. So yeah. um, again, it was just like a learn on the job, like, oh, that angle doesn't look right or that doesn't look great. And when yeah. you work in the edit and stuff like that, and then yeah. each time we did a new piece, I felt like we'd learned something different from the last time. Like we can do that differently. We can try that again. And um, we loved creating like really cinematic stuff. That's why like Unskilled was like a proper story. Like we jumping on and off the tube to get like certain <laughs> shots and stuff like that. Like all of that was just like literally just trial and error. And yeah. um, up until like when we've literally just done our most recent um, piece, we did um, I'm Still Standing, Elton John, which was so much fun. But like we were even saying whilst we were doing that, we actually worked with a different choreograph- um, videographer. Yeah. Um, and he was like, God, you're like so prepared and you've got everything down. And I was like, this only comes from being so unprepared <laughs> on other times and learning that mistake and learning, oh, crap, we didn't get that shot and we yeah. should have and all that kind of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's literally just kind of like building that as you go again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we definitely weren't um, pros at it when we started. But I feel like now we've kind of got a really good format that we know that works. And yeah. Um, yeah and being able to be a bit more creative and um with our choices so that you know you, you because you know how certain things work now yeah and so how did you like get these camera operators involved and like the video editors was that just like a instagram thing putting a message out over facebook or people you know yeah well when we worked with reese um so he's a mt himself he was in lion king at the time when we first worked nice with him. Um, and he's an amazing performer as well. So um, that was what the first thing that we loved was like, he gets it from both sides. Yeah. Um, but that was literally, we'd seen him work with somebody else that we knew mm-hmm. and literally just dropped him an Instagram message. Yeah. Um, and it was just that. And um, that's been the same. It's just like word of mouth or people yeah. to see and things like that. And again, all just through kind of like social media connecting with people and um yeah that's how we've kind of like ended up we're just lucky that they've been amazing (laughs) people I think (laughs) it does help it does help yeah so you mentioned how as a result off light that you've individually been able to do more choreographing uh, including I guess to you it was a local-ish version of Kinky Boots yeah so um it was with Southfield Park Art Centre um and they're quite renowned for their Easter shows um and I, again, it's all just through who you know, but I know somebody that works there. Um, Becky, she was like, look, there, there, there's an open space for a choreographer. You know, I've been raving about you. So <laughs> let me know if you want to apply for the job. And I yeah. just, 
thanks to all of the stuff that we've done with flight i've had so mm-hmm. much material that i was able Absolutely, to send over yeah. um and just kind of like plead my case in that kind of way um and yeah it was it's like one of the most rewarding things i've done because everyone that works on it is either in training um or like does what we call a muggle job um <laughs> so like does like everyday kind yeah. of like loves but they've got this like talent that yeah. um for performing and acting mm-hmm. and, and whatever and i and and i think that was what made it so special was that everyone was doing this because they love it and because mm-hmm. they really want to be there not just because it's a job kind of thing yeah yeah um and so yeah i was lucky to work with an amazing team and like experience things that I'd never experienced before, like getting like the model of the set and working with the lighting designers and yeah. figuring out costume and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff that I've never really done on that scale. Um, and was just, yeah, grateful that all of the team were patient with me. I remember sitting with the lighting designer and he was like, right, what do you want? And I was like, what can I have? Yeah. <laughs> it's like figuring all that kind of stuff out again like on the job. And um yeah, it was a really rewarding experience. Such a fun show. Um, we had um, a wonderful guy called Kian who played our Lola. And he was 19 at the time of playing it. And he just absolutely, like, we were, you know, umming and ahhing. Oh, do we think, you know, because he's quite young. And it's a really kind of mature role to yeah, take on. Massively. And we were like, right, do we do our own take on it? You know? Yeah. And he just absolutely smashed it out of the park yeah. and was so beautiful. And the whole cast, all of them, I've made like real friends from friends for life from it. And yeah. um, it was, yeah, a beautiful experience to have um, and a lovely place to work. Um, yeah. yeah, really nice. So what was, in your opinion, the biggest lesson you learned from that whole production of having to choreograph it? Yeah, I think because um, I've, I've choreographed whole musicals for my kids before yeah yeah um like I've done come from away with them and we did bring Mm. it on and things like that so I've like learned how to piece a show together Mm -hmm. but I think it was a whole other learning process of um fitting in with the rest of the team because when I teach my kids it's just me I've got me to agree with (laughs) whereas it's like making sure that you get the director's vision or making sure that everything fits to the dimensions of the stage or yeah and I think a huge lesson I learned was like to be adaptable and to be able to change up what you're doing and yeah okay that's not 100% working so let's try this and then equally like these people that I'm working with this isn't their job so it's making it fun and it's making it like a nice environment and balancing out I'm a bit my kids will probably laugh if they heard me saying this but I'm a bit strict with them um as much as I like obviously love them to pieces um and a bit it's learning that you can't be that way with adults because they're adults so it's like it was like again finding that balance of like how to communicate my ideas and 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 things like that so I think yeah a massive learning curve was just being adaptable to the space the environment the people um and making sure that you're still keeping everybody's vision um alive as well yeah okay what is next for you more things with flights more just trying to choreograph more things increase or I guess notoriety is that the right word I'm looking for yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think I'm allowed to say this because I've signed my contract now. But <laughs> I'm, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm choreographing my first panto this Christmas. Nice. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, it's Sleeping Beauty. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> oh yes, I am. <laughs> well done, Wesley. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the immediate next thing. Um, yeah. Starts in September with the juvenile cast, and then Very on to nice. rehearsals and stuff. So. I'm really, really excited for that. And again, that's off of the back of everything that I've sort of done so far. So I'm looking forward to sort of working with a new team and being on things like that. Um, But yeah, I I love this kind of like accidental creative avenue I've gone down and I hope to continue building it and to continue, you know, going with it. Um, You know, obviously you have dreams and aspirations of wanting to do this, that and the other. But at the minute, I'm really enjoying it. And I love teaching as well. I absolutely love the kids that I work with. They are like such gorgeous little ones. And well, not that they're that little, they are teenagers. But but that gives me so much joy as well. And it's always like that hard thing of, oh, like, would I want to ever leave that? Because I love them, you know, I love teaching them and I love um, and sort of, doing that the next generation of dramatics um but yeah I'd 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 love to obviously love to go on and continue this kind of train of choreographing and seeing what else I can kind of take on next I loved putting a whole musical together and um I'm a big fan of that I also love like directing and things like that Mm -hmm. as well so it's always whether that's a route but yeah I think I'm just enjoying where I am now and hope that it continues that way yeah, well, speaking of dreams and aspirations of musical theatre, it's cliche to us, but what is your dream role? Oh, I love um, one of my favourite musicals, although I've never actually seen it on the stage, um, but it's Top Hat. I've I never seen to either. Ginger Rogers. Oh, yeah. I've like visions of Ginger Rogers with obviously the beautiful iconic dress with the yeah, feathers yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. Um, that um, is a dream. Or I don't know, I've always. I'm, I've always find it a struggle to, like, people ask you, well, what's your favourite dance genre? What's your yeah. favourite thing to do? I find it really hard because I love lots of things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, any any kind of, like, big, fun, dancey roles. <laughs> so, like, 42nd Street and then that sort of thing? Yeah, I, would do, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't turn it down. Wouldn't turn it down? <laughs> I can understand. Since it is, funnily enough, A-level results day, yes. which is frightening to think um <laughs> for like dance school i guess you still need to get certain grades in your a levels and, and not just pass the audition or is it just simply the audition you actually only need gcse's i think it was a gcse in english and maths okay um and then it, the rest of it was down to the audition unless you're taking because what um essentially at lane it runs a little bit differently to some of the other ones so you go on to a diploma course straight up they don't offer a three-year degree course but i got my degree because you do like in your third year you can do like a top up Mm -hmm. um so i used to do like sunday school which was interesting hopefully (laughs) afternoon sunday school no first thing in the morning um actually it was all day sunday it was horror oh i used to hate it i absolutely hated it um but uh yeah so I then did a top-up degree and I think to be able to do the degree you had to have certain I don't even know if you had to have a levels I think again you just had to have certain it's very liberal (laughs) sure okay I'll say that it wasn't really yeah it was very much like you just had to 
um you had to get past sort of the audition and even I think even if you didn't have certain maths or GCSEs I think you could take them whilst you were take them while you were there yeah I guess yeah yeah pretty sure so if for some convenient reason that there are people that know that they're going to stage school in September what advice would you give them that you only learnt during your experience there yeah great question um I think I would just give the same advice that I was given of keep your head down and just work hard because I think I think people get het up on like where they want to go and what kind of training they're going to get from that and I think the reality is that there are lots of amazing colleges out there that have lots Mm -hmm. of lots of stuff to offer yeah and I think you'll get the training out of it that you put into it um and I think just making sure that everyone says it but it does go so quickly and I think if you just really try and sponge and just take everything mm-hmm. possible out of it yeah. you know go you know if your singing teacher's free go and sing with them and if you can join an extra class go and join an extra yeah. class but equally I think you can get so het up in kind of the environment of it all and it can Mm -hmm. be such an intense time um especially like lane is like based in epsom and epsom's quite small and you all live within like a two mile radius of each other so it becomes a hugely intense kind of time of your life and i think it's like a bubble sort of thing it is absolutely a bubble. that is yeah and i think it can be really easy to kind of get a bit like het up and lost yeah and i think and not to say, I, I mean, I 100% got het up and lost in it. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, as long as you kind of keep your head screwed on a bit. And, um, and have fun, I hope. Yeah, and have fun. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a huge, like, clubber or things yeah. like that. I wasn't a massive. I always remember my housemate used to have to convince me to go out and yeah. some nights and stuff like that. I wasn't a huge one of that. But, okay. like, you do have so much fun. And I think just lean into everything that it offers and everything that you can kind of get out of it. Um, Yeah. Well, Ali, I think that is a beautiful note to end on. Thanks for agreeing to come on. Which theatre are you doing the pantomime in? It's called the Wild Theatre in Bracknell. Okay. Um, It's Sleeping Beauty. Very nice. Starts on the it's like the twenty first of December. No, that's not right. Twenty first of November, something like that. I'll get my date right eventually. <laughs> I don't want to think about Christmas yet, to be completely honest. I don't want to get that far. Yeah, that's true. But no, it's all good. Again, Abby, uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, cheers for coming on. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs>